Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by my free masterclass. Reduce your work hours by half without playing catch up on the weekend. So basically, I am giving you an opportunity to grab your ticket for a free masterclass. So in 50 minutes, that's five zero, you'll be able to stop overextending yourself without being racked with guilt. You will be able to create some space to stay on task. You will start saying no to requests. And I actually teach you how to do this. And you will unlock the secret to reducing your work hours by half without playing catch up on the weekend. It's a free masterclass. It costs you absolutely nothing. All the details are on my website at rawrawconsulting.com. That's R-A-H-R-A-H consulting.com. Or in the show notes, there's a direct link. Just click on free masterclass and grab your ticket. I can't wait to see you there. Hello and welcome to the show. Lauren Grace here and I'm joined by David Dove Fishman. Having found ACM, A Course in Miracles, in 1977, David knew this would be his life's work. Today, he is a mentor and advisor for ACIM students and teachers through his foundation, One Mind Foundation. He also has a copy of a, a 12 core themes of ACM that he has available for people, and we'll be going over all of that during our show today. So David is going to be joining me now from his home in the States, and he's got Happy, which is his best friend, and beautiful black dog on his lap, who's going to be joining us for our conversation today, where we're going to be speaking about all things A Course in Miracles. So David, thank you so much for being on the Afterlight today. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I, I really appreciate this, this opportunity to tell your listeners about A Course in Miracles and about my own journey. So one thing that, David, I heard about A Course in Miracles, and I'm not sure whether or not you've heard this as well, is that it's one of the, um, one of the books that many, many, many people own, but not everybody has read. <laughs> Have you heard that's, that before? Well, that's probably true. There are about 3 million books out there, and uh, I don't know how many focused students there are, but a lot less. Yes, exactly. And I, and I will say full disclaimer, because there are no secrets in this show that I actually do own a copy of A Course in Miracles. I have it here. And I did uh, attempt to read page one once and uh, I didn't get through it. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to speaking to you today about, you know, why A Course in Miracles really touched you, the things that are in it that we can learn from. And I guess I'm looking for you kind of later in the hour as well to just kind of discuss whether or not you have some suggestions for people like me to kind of get through the course. But before we get into that, I know that you mentioned, or I mentioned off the top that you really found A Course in Miracles in 1977. Is that where your spiritual journey began, David? Or were you sort of connected to spirit and... Um, and all things magical prior to that? No, I actually had a spiritual awakening in May of 1973, uh, in which basically I literally let go of all my past life, which I had always been a people pleaser trying to help other people and finding myself very unhappy. Uh, 
all of a sudden I one day had a a spiritual awakening after hours of crying after I took a look at my own life and and the tears were are really the, the release of poisons and toxins that have been stored up in, in the mind. All I can say is after the the tears were gone, I, I was literally a new person. And that happened in seventy three. I I I kept that that experience for about a month or so, and then I started losing that incredible experience. Right. And I started searching for it, and I found a thing called S with Werner Earhart, and a, a guy named Stuart Emery, who was from Australia, was the co-founder of S. Maybe you heard of heard of it. No. And I went I went there in '75, and I took their uh, training and went to their graduate courses. And it was from that that I actually heard Stuart Emery one day talking about A Course in Miracles and the woman that supposedly was the was the source of A Course in Miracles. And he said, I spent the whole day with her, but I, I could tell you that she couldn't possibly have written the course. So I was sitting in the back row and I said, well, if she didn't write it, who did? And uh, whether he answered me or not, a person next to me said, why don't you just get the books and start with lesson number one and go as far as you can. It doesn't really matter who wrote it. And I took the person's advice. I went to the only bookstore in New York that carried Across the Miracles back in 77. And I opened up to the lessons because he told me, start with lesson number one. And lesson number one is, you know, the Across the Miracles has three books. The first book, which is the book you mentioned, which is a textbook, which is the abstract understanding of the course. And I, I was the same as you, Lauren. I, I used to fall asleep at the end of the, the page I was reading. So, so that happens to a lot of people, including, including myself. But the lessons are completely different. The lessons are the work of the course. It's, it's, it's contained in the second of the three books called the workbook. And the reason they call it the workbook is that's the work of the course. And it's to train your mind to see things differently, to train our mind to see things as they truly are, not as our eyes and ears tell us that, that they are. Right. And as we've been conditioned to believe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. With labeling yeah. everything and interpreting everything through this limited filter, I suppose you could say. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So it was, it was the lessons that really inspired me. I did the first 50 lessons because you can't do more than one a day. So I did okay. the first 50 lessons in 50 days, very quickly. It took me another six months to do the next 10 lessons because they were the review lessons and I don't do reviews very well. But it took me two years, you say, to, to do the entire 365 lessons. There are, there's like one lesson for every day of the year. If you do one lesson a day, it takes one year to complete the Course of Miracles. Wow. All right. Let's go back just a little bit, if we can, just for somebody listening at home who might have absolutely no idea or no context for what we're talking about. So when we're talking about A Course in Miracles, um, is A Course in Miracles sort of a religion or is it, is it basically a book of information that's been channeled by someone? Can you tell me a little bit about the history of the course? Yeah, the, the, there was a, there was a, a woman uh, and a man uh, who who were psychologists at at a New York uh, hospital and a university, and they used to argue a lot. And then and then finally one day 
one of them said, you know, there must be a better way because we're never getting along. And this woman heard this voice. She heard a voice say, yes, there is a better way. Go and take notes and I will tell you what, what, to, uh, what to write. It wow. took her seven years to go from, it was 65, 1965 to 1972 to do the entire three books or about 1300 pages. Yeah, it was all internally dictated, yeah. Yeah, and this woman, wasn't she, like she didn't have a spiritual affiliation necessarily at the time, did she? Wasn't, wasn't it sort of a surprise that she was channeling this information? Right. Her name is Helen Shuckman. Uh, she she's considered an atheist because because even though she was born uh, into a Jewish family at, at the time, she really uh, didn't really believe in religion, and 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 she might be called an atheist. But yes, that that is right. The voice came to her. That's right. Right. Okay. So basically, would I be fair in saying that a course in miracles is essentially a bunch of um, principles, thoughts, and ideas, inspiration, I guess you could say, on how to live a spiritual life. It's been channeled by Helen, and then it's been, it's such a rich, so much rich content there that it's been broken down into actionable steps as well, which are kind of some of the, the workshop sort of aspects that you were talking about. Is that kind of right so far? Well, yes. The, the, uh, the, the course does consist of, of concepts, symbols, words, but the words are, 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 are really given to us to allow us to begin to see things differently. And, and if I can say, take one lesson, lesson number yes. five. Lesson number five says, uh, I am never upset for the reason I think. I am never upset for the reason I think. Now, the, the thought system that we have will always say, well, I'm upset because that person said the wrong thing to me. They, they, uh, they blocked me. They hung up on me. It's always something outside of me that basically is telling me why I'm angry, depressed, upset. And it's always something out there. The course brings it back and says, no, nothing out there is upsetting you and getting you angry. What's getting you angry is the interpreter that's in your own mind that sees these things and telling you that that person is guilty, that person is to blame, that 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 person is doing something to you that you don't like. It's always the projection out onto somebody else. What the Course does is it brings it back to, it's not happening out there, it's really happening in my own mind. Right. So a miracle is nothing more than, than, than taking the problems that we see out in the world and bring it into my mind for a new interpretation of the same of the same problem. In truth, we have no problems when you bring it back into our own mind. It's mm -hmm. the interpretation that, that that we're looking at, not the actual anger, upset, or or or, or the fear, because it's fear that actually drives us into attacking back, defending ourselves, etc. One, one of the lessons, lesson 135, the longest lesson in the course says, if I defend myself, I'm attacking myself. Because who is it that needs a defense but somebody that is, that's, that's weak and, and, and thinks that somebody out there is, is attacking? And then, then you attack back either by revenge or, or, or you run away. You know, actually Freud said fight or flight. Uh, and, and, and 
he was right because that's what the ego does. The ego either fights back or it runs away. Right. Okay. That's so interesting. So I guess for me, if I were to break that down a little bit, the way that I look at the world, and I'm sure that you could concur on, on this level, is that I understand that I have a human mind and my mind likes to tell me stories about all the things that are going on, kind of like what we were talking about at the top of the show with labeling, there's a tree, there's a house, you know, there's that, there's this. Uh, but then there's this part of me, the all-knowing part, the wise part of me, the observer that can interpret and see that there's this mind activity that's happening almost separate from from who I truly am. So I guess when you were speaking there, I, I kind of felt like you were giving the impression that you are able to understand that you are observing, you know, the stories that your mind is telling yourself. And I guess that's, that's kind of going back to the course sort of, I guess, talking about looking at things in a new way. You're, you're almost needing to understand that there's a separation between who you truly are and then what we've kind of been conditioned to believe we are. That's right. Everything that you just said is, is, that, is perfect. It's our ability to become aware of our own thoughts. You, you become the, 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 the observer of, of your thoughts and you don't react. The yes. Eastern the Eastern uh, gurus, the religions, the Hindus, the Buddhists all say, do not re react. Because if you react, you make the thing out there very real. The goal of the course is peace, meaning I, I want to return my mind to a peaceful state, a peaceful place. So when I react, I, I, I want to basically fight back or I'm going to say, you know, I, I, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to find a new person, a new spouse, a new this. And... and and what we do is we make the thing outside of us real, never knowing that what's going on is the interpreter in, in our mind is telling us to do all of this and we are reacting. If you react, you're making it real. If you do not react, if you step back and allow spirit to step forward and see it differently for you, 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 you return your mind to a peaceful state. Yes, it's so funny because I've done a lot of reading on Eckhart Tolle's work, and um, I'm I'm hearing I, I'm hearing you as well say you know all these things you're saying. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get back into the course, you know, ASAP <laughs> today. Uh, it's so funny how we we do play these roles, we do show up, and we do kind of get addicted to these these trains of thought or these um, you know conditioned ways of behaving and reacting. And I think what you just said was so important because you kind of gave the impression that we believe that if we change our situation that we'll have peace then but really there's always going to be something outside of us that is almost i don't know is it threatening our peaceful state is it you know creating a potential for us to to have unrest and I think that very often we get addicted or we think that if I just change my job or I just change my, my house or I just change this or that, that I'll then I'll have peace without recognizing that it's about weathering the storm, so to speak, uh, no matter the situation. Can you talk to that? Yes. Uh, you know, and, and this is not only in A Course of Miracles, like I'm thinking of Pima Chodron, who's one of the top Buddhist teachers here. In, uh, in, in the United States, she has a saying that says, a, a problem does not leave you 
until it's healed. So, so a lesson which keeps coming up for us, and, and you're right, the, the ego says, well, if you change your job, you know, you'll, 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 uh, you'll leave that problem behind. Not true. A, a, a lesson does not leave us until it's finally healed. It, it's, it's a lesson that we need to look at because there's no accident that the lesson is in our life. One of the uh, lesson numbers, 193, lesson 193 says, all things are lessons that God would have me learn. All things, not, not just some things, all things. And as I see the world at this particular point, it's 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 like it's not the same as the world that I grew up in. And the world was my oyster. I was going to go out and conquer the world. I was going to make a lot of money. I was going to do this. I was going to do that. Now I see the world as a classroom, a place that you come to to learn lessons. And and when you learn the lessons, you actually rise above the world. You you kind of let the, the things that used to bother you, disturb you, get you upset. They start to fall away because you, you, you're healing those things. One of the one of the very first two lessons is lesson one: nothing I see here means anything. Now, most people would say, "Well, that's crazy." What do you mean? My dog means something. My spouse means something. My my hand means something. My my nose means something. And then it says, "Well, fine." And 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 that lesson only takes about two or three minutes to do. In lesson number two, when you go to the second lesson, it says, okay, just in case you think that anything here means something, just remember, you're the one who gives it all the meaning it has for you. So we get exactly as you said, we get invested in this conditioning that we think that we know what everything in, in, it means. Right now, my mantra lesson, which has been my lesson for the last 17 years at this point, 16 years, uh, since uh, since 2004, uh, my my mantra lesson is lesson 25, which actually says, "I do not know what anything is for." Th that's the perfect lesson to kind of let go of your closed mind and kind of open your mind to receive wisdom, not of your own. So right. after doing the course for for 27 years, I adopted that lesson as as my mantra lesson. I do not know what anything is for. You then let go of thinking that the things that you thought you knew was, you, you don't know, and you're asking, what is this for? There's a line, the course, that says, ask of all things of this world, what is it for? Because you do not know. This is not your home. This is not your home. Yeah. Wow, that is so, woo, so deep. Like, I, I felt a lot when you were speaking there. I, I think that, you know, it's so funny because we, we do look at the world through our own eyes. We do think that everything, you know, happens to us. It, the world revolves around us. And I guess when you're talking about that lesson, you know, you're kind of basically saying that I'm open to any opportunity and any possibility. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know it all and close yourself off in a way. It's such a critical thing to learn. And I think that one of the things that I notice in all the episodes that I have when I'm speaking with guests such as yourself, that one of the major themes that permeates through each one is trusting and also kind of releasing expectation and releasing the need to control everything. And it kind of sounds to me like by you practicing that 
on a daily basis that you understand that you aren't necessarily privy to all the like the ways that everything needs to go like the the route that everything should take for example or is meant to take exactly i want you to know that trust is one of my big topics that i, I i've been basically developing trust uh for people and myself for a very long time and i'll go a little bit further there's a line in the course i have it on the on, on the back of my card it says trust would settle every problem now trust would settle every problem now now if trust settles every every problem now then, then why do we have problems because exactly what what the what you were saying the ego is a control freak the ego says yeah. i you know if i don't control this and i i, I you know I, I can't trust at all because if i if i'm not in control things are not going to go my way Right. That puts the ego in charge. The ego is that voice in your head that, that knows what everything is for. The, the ego gave the meaning to everything. It knows what everything is for. It knows what it likes. It knows what it doesn't like. And, and it, it, it's the voice of separation. Things that, that you know, I, I like this, I don't like that. So that division, that separation, it seems to be out in the world, politically, uh, the haves, the have-nots, it's always something out in the world. But no, actually it's in my mind. The mind is kind of split between my wrong-sided mind and my right-sided mind. And the course is about unifying the mind so it's whole and complete and sees the wholeness and the, and the completion in, in all rather than just the, the pieces and the parts that it likes. And I don't know if that's helpful to you. Yeah, no, it is helpful to me. And I've been listening to a lot of Wayne Dyer lately. And, uh, you know, he talks about, and I, it's not the first time I've heard this, but he, he was talking about how the ego is essentially edging God out. Can we talk a little bit more about the ego? Because I think that sometimes I have a difficult time, my ego has a difficult time with the concept yeah. of the ego. I guess I, I sometimes wonder, like, what's the point of it? Why, why is it even here? Is it, is it part of our lessons here on earth, school, yeah. for example? Well, well, actually, if you're in a body, which we are all in bodies, you have an ego. Everyone has an ego. Now, okay. the ego is useful, by the way. I mean, for instance, when, when, when you're driving a car and the, and the light turns red, your ego says, oh, you got to stop the car. You don't want to go through the, through, the, through the intersection. You don't want to have an accident. You, you apply the brakes. When you step off the curb, you look both ways. You don't want to step in front of a bus. You don't want to get, get run over. Uh, when you put your hand on a hot stove, you learn very quickly, don't put your hand on a hot stove. So, so the ego actually is a guide for the body. The whole thing I've about never it, heard of it like that. I always kind of thought that the ego was this negative part of us okay. in a way. All right. So thank you for that. I appreciate that that you kind of saw the yeah. that you've just already shown me in that one little glimpse there the positive side of having one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it, a lot. A lot of people look at the ego as negative, but no. Actually, if you have a body, you do have an ego. So why look at it as, as, as negative? Right. But if you allow, but if you allow the ego to make your decisions for you, pertaining to people, your spouse, your boss, your children, if, if if that voice is making your decisions for you, that is what 
actually keeps you separate from, away from people that are really part of your wholeness, your completeness. Now, uh, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Dyer used that same uh, EGO, which, said, which is the, uh, the acronym for EDGE got out. And yeah. a lot of people use the exact acronym, the same one. Edging God out is really what the ego says. Listen, I don't know about God, but in my life, it's it's my it's my house, it's my rules, and I'll do it my way. Yeah. So so the idea that I'll do it my way is always the ego's way, and and people go through life listening to this voice and says, you know, I don't like that person, I don't like that person, and actually the purpose for coming into this world is to remember that we are a child of God, and that all are included equally as that same child of God. That's that we are God's children, not this body. I like to say that God doesn't create bodies. He doesn't create junk. What God creates is eternal. Eternal, God creates spirit. So one of the most famous sayings in the, in the Course is, I am not a body, I am free. I am still as God created me or as love created me or as peace created me or as happiness created me. That is the truth. Our, our basic nature is joy and happiness, but the ego has wants no part of that. The ego says, if you want to be happy, you got to do this, this, and this. And one day when you have a lot of this here in the bank or this, whatever, yeah. you know, then you can be happy. But right now you, you got to, you got to strive for yourself. You, you got to stress, you got to strain. And Charles Darwin nailed it. He called it survival of the fittest. So basically survival of the fittest says that every, every person's out for himself. Me first, I don't care about you. That's why the world looks, that's why the world looks exactly the way it looks right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's not bad that the world looks, looks like this. It's like going to a movie theater if you think that the, that, the, that the story on the screen is real and you have to be afraid, uh, then, you, then, you, then, you, then you believe in the world is very real and, 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 and who you are can be killed or injured or, or, or lose all your money. It's, you know, so fear runs the world. Fear runs the world. But when you realize that you're sitting in a movie theater, you're sitting back, you might be having some popcorn and, and you're watching the movie uh, and something happens. If you're identifying with the person in the movie, you do get afraid. But if you realize that exactly as you said it at the beginning, if you're observing this, if you become aware, you're watching your thoughts, then there is nothing to fear. There is nothing to fear because you're watching this, you're watching your thoughts. So the course is about watching our thoughts and recognizing those thoughts are not our thoughts. Those thoughts are not our thoughts. One of the most, you know, I think incredible lessons that I learned. And again, this is something that I have to practice. It's not like I've just mastered this lesson, but it's that I don't need to believe everything that I think. And I remember when I first understood that, that I thought to myself, why, why wasn't I taught that from the very moment I could, you know, understand language? It's, it's anyway, it is what it is. We have to go through life the way that we do. But I think that that was one of the most profound things that I understand. I understood because 
you know, we do believe we have been conditioned to believe that we are our thoughts. Right. And we're not. And when we think we are, about we all not the, our thoughts, we're not. And when we think about, you know, the horrible news stories and the articles and the movies and all the content that we're subjected to on a consistent daily basis, if we start to internalize all the things that we think inside our head, I mean, we're really in trouble when that happens because we think that everything is about us or that everything is coming from us when it's not. Exactly. Uh, when I look at the word belief, I always see the word lie right in the center. There's a lie in, in the middle of every belief. So there, there's a line, of course, it's, it's, in, the, it's in the section uh, called the last unanswered question. And it starts out by saying, can you not see that all of your suffering, all, that means 100% of all your pains, hurts, suffering, all your stress, all your strain, all your problems, comes from your strange belief, belief. And there's a lie in that, that you are powerless, that you're, that you're needy, that you're a victim, that people are doing things to you. Can't you see that that is the source of, that, that, that you think that you're weak? when in fact you're really powerful beyond measure. Marianne Williamson has a line, I don't know if you follow her at all. She oh yeah, says, I love her. Yeah, she says, your, your greatest fear is not that you're inadequate, powerless, a victim. Your greatest fear is that you're powerful beyond measure and you're not living up to it. That's what the Course is really saying. To remember who you truly are, not what you think you are or, or you believe you are or what people tell you you are. Yeah. But to let those thoughts go and to rise above. And remember, when you mentioned Eckhart Tolle, yeah, Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now is yeah. only in, in, the, in, the, in the moment of now and the next moment of now yeah. can you truly be your eternal self where, where the past and the future do not come into the now. Once you're thinking about the past, you're into your judgment. Well, I didn't like that, and I hope it doesn't happen again. And you're planning all these things, and the and the ego is is the general who's planning these things. And and yes. and in that same lesson, one thirty-five, do not uh, defend because you're going to attack yourself. It says a healed mind does not plan; it listens to wisdom greater than its own. Getting back to the word trust, getting back to the word trust, lesson 47 says, God is the strength in which I trust. Now, if you think that God is separate from you and you would say, well, I, I like to trust in God, but I don't think he knows me. I don't know if he's around. So I'm going to trust in myself. Now, God's strength and my strength is the same strength because the course is really about our oneness with all. Uh, in fact, that is the name of my book. It's called into oneness, thoughts and prayers down the way. And it really came from my teachings and way back at the, at the, at the turn of the 21st century when, when, when there was actually no uh, uh, microphones and cameras in those days, there was no Zoom, there's no nothing. <laughs> and I did, and, and everything was in text and I was on America Online, which is one of the first communities. And I, I used to teach there and a woman named Valinda copied and pasted uh, everything I said for two or three years. She went to a Kinko's, turned it into a book, and now it's available, of course, at Amazon and all the yeah. stores. And and basically, it's it's the it's the best of, of what I used to teach. But I teach the same thing because it's spirit 
teaching through me. It's it's right. not it's not my ego making making these things up. It's like I'm stepping back as I am with you now, and spirit is speaking to me and through me. Yeah. And and, and your listeners are hearing spirit. Yeah, and your ego is out of the way. Do you think that the yes. ego is is like obsessed with survival and, and absolutely being yes. better than and yes, yes. The the ego lives in comparison. It literally lives by comparison. Like I'm better than this person. I know more than this person. That person knows more than me. I'm not as worthy as that person. I'm a lot more worthy than that. It's it lives by comparison. And yeah. and by doing that, you're living in separation. You're living in, in me over here and, and you over there. There is no me over here and you over there, us over here and them over there. There's no good, bad, right, wrong. There's a line of course that says, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? Choose one. You can't have both. You know, the happy mind is, 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 is not into being right. The happy mind is just into being a peaceful, loving, kind, generous person. The word person was, was, was the wrong word there because we're not really a kind spirit. Yes, yeah, gentle, a, a gentle spirit. Yeah, but because being right doesn't matter when it's all bullshit, really. <laughs> exactly, by the way. Exactly. That's a, that's a good word, by the way. BS. Yeah. So... You know, I guess when we're speaking here, I can't help but think about how frustrating it is at times when we do fall into ego or when we do get into, I don't know if this happens to you or if it used to happen to you, but sometimes I notice that even though I know better, I sometimes spiral in my mind about all the things I should have, could have, didn't do or what I'm going to do next, you know, and I know that's part of being a soul in a human body and having an ego. I, I get that. But I guess part of the challenge that I sometimes go through, and I'm sure our listener at home can connect to this, is, is kind of embracing the fear of the ego, is embracing the worry of the ego, is embracing the, the guilt or the shame or the, the um, scared little part inside is is accepting it to be how it is and not internalizing that all the time uh, i guess maybe um, part of oneness i suppose okay uh i probably wouldn't go along with embracing the fear lesson 47 when i mentioned god is the strength in which i trust the next lesson says there is nothing to fear this is a fact there's nothing to fear this is a fact. At the very beginning of the course in the textbook, uh, the author says, listen, uh, there's only two emotions. One is love and one is fear. Where there's fear, love cannot enter because love and fear are in two different worlds. You know, the domain of love. And this is not the love like I love you, I hope you love me back, which, is, which we call a special love. That, that's the ego's form of love. I love you. Do you love me too? I love you more than I love others. I love, I love you specially. You know, th- that is the ego's form of love. Yeah. Love in, love in, the, in, in the course, it says the function of love is one. So love unifies. Love is the glue that, that, that holds God and his children together equally, equally. The word equal is very, very important. You, you can't have peace without the equality. You know, like today, uh, 
the people that are protesting in, in, in the streets, one of their things is no justice, no peace. There's not going to be peace unless there's justice. And justice is really equality. It's equality. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what every, almost everybody is, is asking for. How come we're not equal? You know, why, why are men better than women? Why, you know, why is this and why is that? Well, actually, we are equal, but in this world, we seem to be different. There's a male, there's a female. That's a, that's a difference. Uh, in truth, God doesn't make males and females. We, he doesn't, doesn't make bodies. Create spirit. And, and spirit is all included equally, equally. Uh, spirit says that you're perfect and your brothers and sisters are perfect also. They don't need to do anything to be as God created them. God created you perfect, and that perfection is eternal. It's changeless. Truth is changeless. It doesn't change with doing something. There is a line in the Course that says, the being which we are and the having are the same. You already have everything. The ego says, no, unless you do something, you're not going to have. So if you don't do, you're not going to get, if you don't get, you're going to be left behind, and, 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 and if you get left behind, you will not survive. So the ego's entire thing is about survival. Right. The course is about remembering the truth. The course is about remembering the truth. Right. So that's such a, I don't know, I guess it just takes practice, doesn't it? It takes reading books like A Course in Miracles to, to open your mind, like you said, to understanding that, you know, there are different ways of looking at the world. And I guess when we get out of our own way, when we allow inspiration to enter, then that's when we start to be able to see, oh, wait, look at, look at me getting all worked up about that. (laughs) When it, you know, and being the observer when the, when the ego wants to, you know, kind of, I guess, fight for lack of better word for its, its part or its, its, um, it's need to be right. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the idea of, of um, being in the world and, and, and like trying to get it from a book uh, won't really happen easily. There are people that read the course over and over, year in and year out, and still say, well, you know, I, I don't seem to have what the course is talking about. I don't have that peace. I don't have that happiness. I still have problems. So it's really about living the course rather than, than remembering concepts. The book is a book of concepts and the ego, which is our conceptual mind, loves concepts, loves concepts, you know? Right, I right. just I just learned something new, you know? <laughs> I, I know something that the other people don't even know. If they only knew what I knew. No, 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 no. What's, <laughs> What's what is real is is given to all equally. Everyone has the same. So it's not about what I know that somebody else knows. It's it's can I live it? So to teach in course terms is to demonstrate, and the best way to demonstrate is to live it. Uh, yeah. It's pretty much what, what Gandhi says: be what it is that you that you want the world to look like. So, yes. so it's in our being that that we actually experience that, you know, I, I don't have those problems anymore. I, I think a line that, that your audience may like to use is, I have no need of these thoughts anymore. Because even though uh, the thoughts will keep surfacing over and over again, it's up to us to say to ourselves, 
no, I have no need of this thought anymore. And you let it go. You just let it go. That's so, so good. As so you, as you let go of, of these thoughts, you're letting go of the burden or the weight in your mind and, and, and the light starts to shine. The light is always here. We are light. There's a couple of lessons that says, I am the light of the world. The light has come. I am the light. But, but, but when we have grievances about either other people or, or, or the world or God or whatever, we have the grievances block the light. We, yes. we, are, we, we, we seem to be invested, believe in our grievances and says, well, if only this didn't happen, then I would be okay. No, no, no. You are always perfect and okay no matter what happens. Yeah, exactly. Because we're just learning lessons here. We're doing the best that we can. And I guess part of what the ego does is the ego, like you said, it, well, I, I don't know if you said this exactly, but it judges us in a way. And, and then we have to defend ourselves. And then we're creating that kind of, that almost yes. unrest within. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the word judgment because judgment is really what hurts us. And yeah, it's not that... We, it, if it was only that other people were uh, were uh, judging us, uh, that would be one thing. But we also think that God judges us. And if we have any guilt at all, and, and the only way you know that you have guilt, a lot of people say, well, I don't, I don't have any guilt, but I see other people as having guilt. Ah, but I see that person, they should never have done that. They, they are wrong, they're guilty, they should be punished. As long as you see anybody in the world as, as, as wrong and guilty and needs punishment, guess who has the guilt and, and will punish itself? The ego loves to judge you and punish you because after all, it sees you as guilty. How does, how does it see you as guilty? Well, I am this body. I was born in a body. And he said, don't worry, I'll take care of you from the cradle all the way to the grave. He sees you as something that's separate from God you're not one of God's children anymore. I mean, after all, if you're one of God's children, why would God want you to die? One of the lines in the course, which I, I ask everybody to actually use this question, it says, no one ever asked what a benign, kind, loving father, who we call God, or you can call spirit, want to see his children die. No, I mean, if you, if, if you were a loving creator, would you, would you create children to die? Of course not. No. But in this world, it seems like death seems to be real. Uh, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact, there's going to be an Easter program on April 4th. I think that's Easter Sunday. Uh, and it's going to be on Zoom. Uh, uh, people can actually attend. We're expecting a lot of people to attend. And it's really about the belief in the crucifixion or the resurrection. If you're in this world and, and you believe the ego, then, then you do believe that, that you will be hurt, you will suffer sooner or later. You know, uh, if you judge somebody, uh, that judgment's gonna come back to you because they are judging you. And if you're, if you're judging them, they're gonna judge you. Uh, uh, Mother Teresa said it very beautifully. If other people don't, don't, don't like you, love them anyway. If other people don't approve of you, love them anyway. Because in the end, it was never between you and other people. It was always between you and God. Always. So, so when, you, when you judge somebody as guilty, you're really saying to God, you know, God, you didn't do such a good job here. You know, look at, right. look, look, yeah. You're saying, God, you did not do a good job. 
look, yeah. look at look at look at the world. It, it's not a nice place. So so it's yeah. really we're really attacking and finding our own father as guilty. But the guilt that our father doesn't doesn't know of guilt. The only only knows that he created you as happy. Lesson one hundred one in the course says God's will for me is happiness, perfect happiness. Lesson one hundred two says. Uh, I share God's will for my happiness. Lesson 103, God being love is also happiness. So, you know, when, when I'm accusing my my father of, of not being a good father, I'm, I'm really saying, you know, you haven't done a good job. I, I have to do what it is that, that, that you should have created me as. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, no, it does. It does make a lot of sense. And I guess when I was listening to that, I was thinking about how, you know, when you're talking about, I'll oh, look at that person, it's like, yeah, God, you really screwed up making that person. <laughs> and that's really, right. yeah, that's right. but then it's that's like right. that, but then that's a judgmental voice judging somebody else on their own experience that they're going through life the way that they need to go through life. Right. And very good. Excellent. Yeah. And one of the things, you know, that comes to mind when I speak on that is the whole thing that, you know, people are very often, well, they're operating from the only level of consciousness they know, because if they knew better, they would do better, right? You would think. Very good. But you see, it's really not about other people. It's always about ourself. Right. You know, we, the ego tends to look outside and, and make other people examples of this. and the, But when you bring it back to yourself, the only thing that needs to be healed is my own mind. When I heal my mind, I'll see others as healed too, because yeah. I, I, I then I, I'm not this body anymore. I remember that I am spirit, and if I'm spirit, my brothers and sisters are spirit too. So I don't have to go out and fix anybody. I'm really here to heal my mind. That's what the course is for: is for healing our mind. And and the only thing that it keeps us from doing that is is my belief in the world of time and space. And this is the line of the course that says time and space is an illusion. It's almost like you are downloading an app on a computer and the, and the app comes right down in front of your eyes. And it's kind of, kind of like the matrix, you know, when Morpheus said, you know, you know, the matrix is just drawn over your eyes to blind you. So, so when you're living in the now, now is the only time that the judgments from the past, or, or planning for the future doesn't happen. And then now you yeah. can find the peace of God and that's when there's no judgment at all. So it's my willingness to train my mind to see things differently. Above all else, yeah. lesson 28, above all else, I'm determined to see things differently. I love that so much. And I know that when I read Eckhart's work, I, I went, wow, this is all that I've ever needed. And I know that I've had, you know, opportunities I've had the, I've had um, opportunities in my life and I can bring them into existence in the now at any time, really, where I do have glimpses of no thought and just peace. And I know that for me, that's where I know that I am my true self is where I just am here without, a, without a narration, without a need to be anything other than exactly where I am at that time. Exactly. Uh, exactly. When you're talking, David, you're talking about God a lot. You're talking about spirit, kind of interchanging the terms. Do you think that um, 
like, is the Course in Miracle considered to be a religion or is it just considered to be a, uh, a book of concepts, I suppose? Well, it, it does use uh, Christian terminology. It does, because the, the author of the Course is considered to be the, the, uh, a, voice, a, a voice that spoke to Helen and the voice was known as Jesus. So, so, so it does have Christian terminology. Now, mm -hmm. I myself was not brought up as a, as a Christian. I sometimes, when I first started, I found certain, certain, certain words I used to avoid. But now I use all those words very easily because, because the words like, like, like even the word Christ is a family name. It's like there's Lauren Christ, there's David Christ, there's, there's, there's John Christ, there's, there's Loretta Christ, there's Grace Christ. So it's a family name. Right. It's, 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 so the word Christ literally means the anointed one, the son of God. There's, there's literally one son. It's not that Jesus is different from me. He says we, we are one and the same. We are equal. Key word is always equal. Equal means the same. It's not that I'm different. It's not that he said the only difference is that, that I, I, I rose up first and you rose with me. In the, in the resurrection, it says, I, I, sh I showed that I am not a body. I showed that I am not a body. Yes, you can nail my body to a cross, but that is not who I am. Right. And yet when, because we are grappling with the ego, um, we always think that it is just the I and that that's the whole challenge is the separateness that we feel with everybody. Yeah. Yes. The, the word I is the ego. In yeah. fact, yeah, in the, uh, the, uh, uh, ego is, is Latin for I. So there is no I like, like me over here and you over there in reality. Uh, there, there's, there's in, in the introduction to A Course in Miracles, which you may, may have skipped over if you went to the first page, the introduction, <laughs> he says, this entire course can be summed up in these few lines. It gives you three lines. He says, the author says, is the entire course. Now, if you look at it, you say, well, how could that be? And, you know, so, so, so the three lines are, are, what is real cannot be threatened what is unreal doesn't even exist. Herein lies the peace of God. Herein lies the peace of God. Now, the peace of God is your get out of jail free card. It's your immunity. It's what, it's what allows you to recognize that you're not a body. To have the peace of God, no matter what happens in the world, it doesn't matter what happens in the world. It doesn't matter what happens to your body. Who you are is this eternal peace that you are free of the body, that you're free of, of, of judgment. God doesn't judge. He doesn't have to forgive. The process of the question of miracles is to forgive, but not to forgive somebody out there, which is what, what we usually think of as yeah. a forgiveness. It's forgiving my thoughts because they, I, I thought the thoughts were real. The, the beliefs that you said, I, I, I never realized you don't have to believe in your beliefs. So yeah. you you yeah. Are, you are you are forgiving yourself for for the beliefs that you thought were real as you can let them go now you are releasing yourself from your own thought system as you as you as you open your mind you start to hear 
the thoughts that you share with God. Only the thoughts that you share with God are real thoughts. That's one of the lessons, like lesson 44. Only, uh, my only real thoughts are the thoughts I share with God. Uh, God's thoughts are eternal. They're always giving. And one of the, one of the, one of the thoughts of God is, is lesson 126, what I give, I give to myself. I call that the law of God, the law of mind, the law of love. Whatever you give, you're giving to yourself. There's only one self. So if I want to do anything other than give you love, I'm the one that's going to receive something other than, than, than love. If I want to give myself love, I want to see you as one with me, as equal to me, mm. to, to, to give you the peace because I want the peace as well. Right. So it's essentially being the change, like you said, that you want to see in the world, showing up like that, and then knowing that that yes. comes back to you. So I guess when you were talking there, I had a question and I'm trying to think about how to phrase it. Um, you know, when, when we're kind of talking about, I guess, in a way, accepting ourselves for who you, who we are, I mean, do you think that we transform the way that we behave in the world? Do you think that we act yeah. differently? I mean, because yeah. in a way, if, if there's, if we don't judge ourselves, we wouldn't do hurtful things or it's a hurtful thing, uh, labeled from the ego's perspective. Well, yeah. Uh, when you're listening to the ego, the ego always speaks first. I call it a knee-jerk reaction. Right. Like, like even though I've been doing the course for over 40 years now, I do have a knee-jerk reaction to look to blame others. Yeah. But as, but okay. So that that's the ego's thing to to blame others for for, for whatever. If something went 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 wrong, the first thing in my mind is, well. Who did this? You know, why am I having this this problem? And I would like to blame someone, but you catch yourself. So, so a good student of a course of miracles is is into watching his thoughts. And wait, I don't have to do that anymore. Now, without the right. course, you might go through your entire life and and blame somebody. And you and we both know people who live their entire life and and can blame the government. They're going to blame somebody. If it wasn't for that person, my life would be okay. Not 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 true. Right. If you're doing the course, you shorten that time that you say, wait a minute, I'm not going to do that again. You know, I'm not going to blame somebody. You know, there's no blame. There is no blame. There is, I, I've done this to myself. Chapter 21, section two is called responsibility for sight. And that's one of the 12 core themes that I, I say, that if anyone is interested, they, they, can, they can write to me and I'll, I'll send them a copy and it's, the, and it's the entire course, which is 1,300 pages, reduced down to 12 core themes. And the, and the first is on purpose, and the second is on responsibility. The second says, everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for, and I receive exactly as I asked. I'm not blaming anybody. But then it says, deceive yourself no longer that you're helpless in face of what's done to you. Acknowledge that you are mistaken. It's a mistake. A mistake can be erased. It's not a sin. It's a mistake. Mistaken thought. Let me let go of this thought so, so I, don't, I don't have this thought any, anymore. So it's the thought that has to be forgiven, not the people or the yes. circumstances. Yeah, exactly. Because it's never the circumstance. It's always our thoughts about it. 
And really what you're saying and, and what I hear is that everything, all the challenges and all the, you know, the dramas for lack of a better word, they all come just from our thoughts about it. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, the thoughts make up your world. I mean, you look out yeah. at the world, you already know what the world is like. I know the political parties, I know the countries, and you know. And by the way, the course is written in 27 different languages. So no matter what your language is, if you go to a place called the publisher of the course, there's a few publishers, but one is uh, you go to www.acim.org and they have the course written in 27, you can get the, the book in 27 different languages. I just had a, a friend from Bulgaria and she only wanted the, the edition and, 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 she, and she got that particular, so you can get it in almost any language that, that wow. you speak. It's amazing. So I know that you know we're getting to the end of the hour here. Um, are you okay to speak for a few sure. more minutes? Okay, wonderful. Yeah, sure. yeah. So I, I guess I was kind of wondering whether or not people have their own interpretation of the course. You're clearly an expert. The way that you're able to cite all of the, you know, the different lessons and things is amazing. Do you think you have your own interpretation of the course through your own filter, David, as opposed to Marianne Williamson, for example, or do you, do you think that there's a yeah. similarity with people who understand the course that they they seem to connect and understand it in the same way. Well, it depends on what people want to teach. Uh, uh, I think the people who do the course know within their mind and, and in their heart what the course is saying, but sometimes it's almost like you can minister to different people. Uh, Marianne ran for president of the United States, so so her yeah. way of, of, of saying the course is she wants to bring that, that idea, she, she, she came up with the idea of having a Department of Peace in the United States as much as a Department of Defense or a Department of War. So she, she, she uses her ministry for, for, for teaching what it is that, that, that she wants to teach using spirit speaking through her and people love to listen to Marianne. Yeah. I, 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 I counsel people on things like the things that bother people I, I have on my card. It says, be grateful for your triggers because they reveal your mistaken beliefs. There's that word belief. And, 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 and so it, the, the things that, that people get triggered is anything that stresses them, upsets them, they're afraid of, they get angry. <laughs> that's, a, that's a train. Things that, that, that cause grief, lack, loss, relationships, over overthinking and why is that, that 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 that's helpful why is it helpful because what's what's underneath those things is a is a judgment that they made a long time ago maybe when they were very young and they made a judgment i don't like this and i don't like that and that judgment keeps coming back over and over in things that upset you that anger you so we look at those things and, and we and we kind of look underneath at the judgment that brought it on to release that 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 the person, so you might say that I, I take a look at the course exactly as the course is, is written. I'm kind of a, what I call a, a course purist. It, it's it's about as one of my teachers said, you know, instead of hanging out with people that make you feel good, hang out with people that maybe you're not so comfortable with because that's where your lessons are. 
I mean, the people that make you feel good, I mean, they aren't pushing, pushing your buttons. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I can't think of her name. Uh, uh, she, she, uh, w one of her teachings is uh, your, your, your purpose here is to learn to be unconditionally loving. Everybody else in your life is there to push your buttons and, and, to, and to get you to, to, to actually love people without judgments and conditions. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 so it's the idea that, the, the, the basically, we are here to, to learn who we truly are, which is unconditional love. The love of God is unconditional. It doesn't have any conditions. We, on yeah. the other hand, said, well, I, I love you only if you love me the same way. If you don't love me the same way, I'm, I'm going to love someone else better than you. Yeah, that's it's hilarious. Idea. That's the ego's idea of special love. Yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. All right, David, I could talk to you for hours about this, and clearly I think you can as well. I guess I am interested in whether or not you have any suggestions for how people can get started in the course. And I'd also love to hear you speak about your One Mind Foundation, if you have some thoughts yeah, on okay. that, please. I think the easiest way to look at the course is not as one big book, which it does come in one book, but recognize the book has, has three sections. One is called the textbook, which I do say, don't start with the textbook. Someone told me to start with the lessons. The lessons are very easy and, and they follow one after another and there's 365 lessons. So by starting in the workbook with, 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 with the lessons and doing no more than one a day, uh, you start to train your mind to see things differently. And that's what this course is about, to see things not as we used to see them from our belief system, but actually we're seeing things as, as, as we choose to see them from a place of peace and a, a place of equality, a place of, of kindness, of, of seeing others as ourself, not as different from ourselves. So, uh, so I would say that that's the, the first thing is to start with the lessons, start with lesson one and go as far as you can. Okay. The other thing, there's, there's a third book called the teacher's manual, the manual for teachers is in the back of the book. And the manual for teachers is, is only about 75 or 80 pages long. And I always say it, it's done in question and answer format. It's a Q and A format. Uh, and, and, and it's very simple questions like, 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 uh, like, 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 what's a teacher? Like, what is reincarnation? Like, 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 what is uh, judgment? And, and, and then it gives you the answer. So in those 75 or 80 pages, it's giving you an overview of the entire text, which is usually about 700 pages long. So nice. that's, that's an easy way of getting into the course. Finally, after you're doing the lessons, if you want to go to the text, do it. And if you fall asleep by the end of the first page, you know, that, that doesn't mean anything. Sooner or later, it'll start. I remember for myself, I used to fall asleep too. And then after a certain while, I used to start reading the text, say at 10 o'clock in, in, in the evening. And I, I, would, I would have more energy at two o'clock in the morning than, than I had when I started at 10 because it starts to energize you. It starts to right. lighten you up. Yes. Okay. I love that. That's so great. So can you tell me a bit about your One Mind Foundation? Yeah. One Mind Foundation. The purpose is to empower people to empower themselves, to empower people to take responsibility, to actually recognize that, 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 that they have the power. 
instead of giving their power away. The reason people suffer is they give their power away to other people. Because if a person says something that they don't like, well, they've given them that, that, that uh, particular power to actually hurt them. And, and actually in this world, we all do the same thing when we're born, we give the power to our parents and then we want to take it back. So it just goes over and over, you give the power to your teacher in school, but, but then, but, but then you, you, you know, you like some of the teachers, you don't, you like all the teachers. So you're always giving our power away. The course is about returning the power to your mind and recognize that no one out there can do anything to you unless you let them do it to you. You're not a victim of this world. You, you, you are the author of your own life. Yeah. Or actually you're giving, or, or else, you, I'm sorry, you're giving authorship to the love of God. And, and God's, God's will for you is perfect happiness. If, 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 if you say, I'm not happy, well, you're listening to a voice that says, you have no right to be happy right now. You got to fix all your problems first. Mm -hmm. So good. So in your foundation, do people join the foundation to get on board with, you know, supporting each other on their own personal journey? Well, one of the things that we did, we started a thing called HCIM Gather, which you find uh, on the internet uh, in, in a place called paltalk.com. And Paltalk has many rooms. We're, we're just one of the rooms. And people come there, and all the way since 2004, people come there and they develop trust in themselves by becoming a teacher of God. So, so the manual for, for teachers is who, who are God's teachers? Well, it actually says everyone teaches all the time. What you teach is up to you. So you're either teaching God's curriculum or you're teaching the ego's curriculum. Those are the only two curriculums. Ego's curriculum is about separation, division, and you know, our our political party is better than their political party. Our religion is better than their religion. So, so that's the ego's way of teaching. Uh, God's teacher sees all as equal. So, right. we do invite people to take their place among the teachers, and we've been doing that for uh, since 2004. So that's just almost 17 years now. And it's a wonderful way to develop trust. Uh, people can, can go to onemindfoundation.org and see what we're about. You'll see that I have a couple of books. I do have a partner there. His name is John Mundy. He's the publisher of Miracles Magazine. And if someone wants to attend our Easter service, which is on Sunday, April 4th, you go to miraclesmagazine.org. And, and there's a place where you can uh, get the Zoom link for that service. And we're expecting maybe a couple hundred or more people for that Easter Sunday service. It starts at 12 noon, New York time. All right, wonderful. And how has finding the course changed your life, David? Well, I cannot imagine my life without the course. Because I mean, I, I mean going through life always at the effect of the world and you know it runs you down you know i am 80 years old at this point and i feel very young literally young 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 at heart because there is light and and and, and love in my heart that i can shine and share and give so it, it's it, whatever you're giving you're giving to yourself yeah, that's so beautiful. And it sounds to me like, you know, you understand that when you give, you don't run out. I think sometimes, you know, we're of this conception in the world that if I give and give and give and give and give, I'll be, I'll be empty. But, you know, well, not, yeah, not but to denote 
that you do need to take care of yourself and self-care and all that, but. Yeah, exactly. The ego says, well, if I give, I'm not going to have anything for me. (laughs) There was this, there's a chapter in the book, in the textbook, chapter six, section five, it says the three lessons of the Holy Spirit. And the first lesson of the three actually reverses all the laws of this world. It does exactly what is that you just said. It says to have, give all to all. To have, give all to all. Now the ego says, what are you crazy? If I give all to all, I have nothing left for me. You know, for me. But he's not talking about the things of this world, like like the money in your bank or give away your, your, your car keys. He's not talking about that. He's talking about the light and the peace and the love. The more you give, the more you have to give because because this 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 is not particles. This is this is who you are. This is the wave of love that that is in the universe. Yeah, and I think that what it also does as well is it puts you in flow. That that's what it does, isn't it? When you hold back, when you play small, when you you know try to keep your cards close to your chest. That's when, you know, even if you just think about it as a physical representation, keeping your cards close to your chest. I mean, for me, I notice that I hunch over and I like try to, you know, play really small and stuff. Whereas if you just open and you are just generous uh, with your, with your love, I suppose that, you know, you get in this state of flow and you get on this, this journey of constant receiving also. Yes, exactly what you said. The ego is very secretive. Yeah. It, it, it wants you to have secret thoughts that you can't tell everyone because if they, if they, if they ever knew it, no one would love you. And, and, and the truth is, the part of your mind that, that is secret, you, you're actually saying that if God knew this about me, you know, I would be punished. <laughs> and, 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 and none of that, none of that is true. We, we don't really know what God is. We don't even know who we are. How can we know what God is? There's a line in the course that says, you know, how can you find peace in a world that looks like this? It says, simply do this, be still. Don't take with you one thought of what you are or one thought of what God is. Hold on to nothing that you ever learned from this world. So it's, it's the letting go that allows you to finally remember the truth of what you are. So beautiful. Thank you so much, David, for being on the show today. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to bring up? And uh, for our listener at home, I know that um, you know, you'd know you love to hear more from David. So I will put a link to his One Mind, One Mind Foundation in the show notes. And I'll also put his email and his, uh, his phone number in the States if you want to give him a call because he can help you to get guidance on your relationships to let go of past fears and annoyances. And so I'll put all that information directly in the show notes. But David, I'd love yeah. to hear, yeah, if there's anything I didn't ask you, you wanted to throw in? I would like to include the, the website for ACIM Gather, which is where people do come and they're given an opportunity to, to take their place amongst God's, God's teachers. And that's ACIMGather, either .com or .us, will get you there. And it tells you how to uh, find us on, on PowTalk. You, you, can, you can see the schedule. We're also on the radio. We're on the radio 24 hours, seven days a week, 24-7. And you not only hear the live teachers, we have, we have the, the recordings of, of some of the best teachers like, like, uh, like Ken Wapnick, who's a 
was was a teacher who was my teacher, and 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 it's just filled with Course in Miracles understanding and wisdom. So do okay. tune into ACIM Gather. You can find the radio station acmgather.com or .us. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. Are you on Clubhouse? Have you gone there yet? No, I'm not on Clubhouse yet. I did, I did also want to mention I'm on Facebook and I have a group of 31,000 light workers yes. and, and you can find me at, at Open Minds for ACIM. Open Minds for ACIM. It's a group. 30, we have 31,000 members. Please join us. You will, you, you will, uh, uh, if you're a light worker, please start sharing your light with, with, with all of us. Wonderful. Well, I'll be joining that group and I will definitely put a link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, David. That's just been wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's, and thank you for actually all the light and the wisdom that you bring too, Lauren. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.